and welcome back to the One Globe 360 Travel Podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by Emma, who is the host of the Travel Minded Podcast. Emma talks about all things travel as well as how traveling can help you with your mental health. On today's episode, we're going to be talking all about the Travel Minded Podcast. What inspired Emma to start the podcast? What we can expect from upcoming episodes? Emma's aspirations for the podcast, as well as the incredibly important message involved. So Emma, thank you so much for coming on today's podcast episode. How are you doing? Hello, thank you for having me. I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, thank you. We were just talking, talking weren't we, about how uh, we had a, a great Easter weekend and now the weather has uh, taken a bit of a turn. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well, thank you. And um, like I said as well before, it's just so good to have conversations about travel and mental health, which is something that is very much aligned to both of our podcasts um, yeah. and something that is incredibly important. So um, yeah, massive thank you for coming on today's podcast. So um, the first question I sort of had in mind when I was thinking about having, you know, our, this conversation was what initially inspired you to start the Travel Minded podcast? So I think for me, I've always, I mean, I've always loved traveling. Growing up as a kid, I was always quite fortunate that my parents took me to interesting places growing up. Unfortunately, now my mum and dad are like, well, I don't think you really appreciated those places because you can't really remember much of those travels. (laughs) But for me, it's always been engrossed that I absolutely love traveling and I love kind of the community that has come with the travel aspect um, of meeting new people and making friends, being able to stay in touch with these different people all across the world. And for me as well, I think I started the travel podcast during the pandemic and it was a really nice distraction for me to really focus kind of mentally elsewhere instead of having to worry about the anxieties of or when's the pandemic going to end? When am I? Because I'm quite a sociable person. And I think for me, I was going from, you know, being in an office, being around people, then having to work from home, not being able to see friends as much. So it was a really nice distraction for me to be able to set up something where I could talk to fellow travellers, but also talk about that kind of mental health plug, because I feel it is something that's really important to me and I think as well during the pandemic it was a chance for me to really kind of go through that mental health journey and really kind of sit myself down and be like right okay let's really evaluate kind of your mental health here because it's kind of been an ongoing battle of me having to kind of go in and out of low moments we all have moments where sometimes we feel quite low and I think for me it was something where I'd always kind of bounce in and out of and I just wanted to be able to really address the elephant in the room and be able to kind of deal with all the emotions and take that time to okay sit back and focus on me instead of it being that constant rush so maybe the pandemic was a bit of a kind of blessing in disguise for a lot of people to be able to just sit back and kind of reevaluate everything. Yeah, I feel like we had a very similar experience in terms of the pandemic. It was, I mean, I found it quite a challenging time, to be completely honest. And I think a lot of people have. Um, mm. And I think me being able to sort of maybe have this podcast platform or sort of One Globe 360 in general, I've been able to actually have these open and honest conversations with people that I haven't really had potentially in the past. You know, yeah. again, I'm usually a very sociable, sort of energetic person. And the pandemic really overnight changed my routine what I had you know I was at university with an amazing group of friends having an amazing time and I had all these things and then suddenly overnight it, it changed as it did for everyone um so mm. 
it definitely I, I really understand what you're saying there in terms of you sort of took a step back and sort of reflected and sort of you sort of see where you're at sort of mentally um mm. and yeah I mean it's been a really challenging time and I think you know conversations like this I hope people find really useful in sort of understanding that people aren't alone if they've been having a really hard time and um you know hopefully positive times are coming and uh, as we can get out of this lockdown and back to some sort of normality um but it's just so important to have yeah just have these conversations um so in terms of travel sort of generally um how would you say how important is travel for your mental health for me I think it's such a blessing for my mental health and I think that's actually something where because I haven't been able to travel as much I'm having to actually deal with my feelings sometimes um I think I'd rely on traveling to try and kind of escape and not necessarily run away from a problem, but being able to kind of just reevaluate a situation to kind of my normal kind of environment. And I think for me, traveling is a really nice way to be able to visit different places that, you know, aren't necessarily as fortunate as um, us in England and kind of looking to see kind of different ways that people live and I think for me I'm I'm very passionate about going and um, I'm quite into charity work and volunteering so for me being able to go to places such as Africa or India to be able to help and kind of give back in that way I find it very rewarding and it helps me kind of focus on that other kind of sense of having to worry, like I'm not having to worry about my own mental health and my own anxiety. I can put that aside and I can just focus on helping people and kind of helping them with their situations, I think. Yeah, I I really resonate with that as well because I've done a bit of volunteering in, in the past and it's such an important reminder in that you've got your own life, but also there are people have so many other struggles in their own lives and different countries around the world that you know I myself have never experienced so it's all about sort of like you said putting that to the side and helping people and mm. and volunteering is a fantastic thing I volunteered in India back in 2018 um, at the start of my gap year and I mean wow what an eye-opening experience really puts things into perspective um, and I feel like perspective within mental health is really important I myself sort of with some worries and anxieties I have if I just often try and put them into perspective and it makes sort of them feel a bit less sort of daunting or a bit less sort of of a a worry um so yeah I mean volunteering and charity work and things like that just I feel like are so helpful in terms of mental health because you just feel like you're helping other people and I love helping other people it makes me feel really good so um it's fantastic to hear that you know that you feel the same um have you have you sort of got a standout memory from your previous travels from like I don't know volunteering or anything like that that sort of stands out to you that is just one of the best moments you've had yeah I think for me I have worked quite closely with a charity called Peacemakers um in Kenya so then it's in North Embu um situated in Kenya and I've been there a few times and the first time I went out there I went with my mum who's a teacher so she went to help kind of set up a bit of a reading workshop to teach the local um, village how to, you know, learn learn reading and help improve their reading skills. And for me, I was very much into drama and doing drama workshops. I've done some drama workshops um, 
for local charities in the UK when I was younger. And for me, I wanted to go out there and kind of help with that. So I actually set up a bit of a drama workshop of playing games with the local children. Um, we put on a bit of a play, um, you know, and it, it was kind of starting off with, okay, I'll give them each a line, but they it was hard for them to kind of get on board with that and remember kind of their sequences so in the end you know it was all about singing it was embracing their cultures and it was just so lovely because you know they they just fully enjoyed being with each other playing games and it kind of brings it kind of shows us how bringing it back to basics and actually that sense of community singing with each other dancing with each other just embracing different cultures is just so important for people and so amazing for kind of different children as well and yeah I think for me that's something where I, I mean I can even thinking about it now I'm smiling and I can see it in my head them all singing and dancing and it, it was teaching me as well um and it was yeah it was a really rewarding experience and I think for anyone who hasn't done volunteering or anyone who's thinking about it I'd definitely recommend it because yeah like you said it's just amazing so rewarding so definitely definitely do it people <laughs> yeah that's fantastic and like you said you know we both had I feel like similar experiences of volunteering and we recognize just how rewarding it is and how important it can be not just sort of for the people where you know for me as well I was doing like some teaching at school and you could see how how much they were enjoying it and again we were doing sort of songs and nursery rhymes and all those sorts of things but also so important sort of for me as well and sort of you know just how rewarding it was and sort of I learned so much during the whole process okay. so I would highly recommend volunteering it's something I'm looking to do more of sort of when the world opens up a bit more um I would love to do some more volunteering because uh, it just is so so rewarding and you mentioned sort of the culture as well and that being really important to you um this sort of leads on to my next question actually which is what is your favorite part of traveling would you say you know it's the people the culture the food if you could pick one sort of element of of traveling that's your favorite what would you say I think it is culture I'm gonna say culture because I feel like that's a bigger area for me to cover in terms of it could include the people yeah. and them um you know showing us kind of how they live and I think as well it includes the food um and the history and I think it is just I, I mean, I'm very kind of fully embraced in cultures when I go. I'm very much not one of those people who will go to a luxury hotel. I'm very much um, all about kind of staying and doing homestays. And I think it is such a great way to see a country, really, and you're living it that local way. And I think as well with um, a lot of places that you go and visit, they do say, you know, you should, well, why don't we go to a restaurant where the locals go? Because obviously that's good. And I think, well, actually, yeah, everyone, everyone knows that that's the way we should embrace it. So I think, yeah, definitely for me, culture is such an important part of traveling and just being able to really embrace it. Yeah, I feel like embracing the culture gives you so much of a better experience than not embracing it if that makes sense if you go Definitely. to a country and it's a bit of a culture shock and you just sort of complain or you avoid it or you sort of you see it in a negative way that's when I feel like you don't get that good experience whereas if you just embrace the differences embrace the sort of yeah the different culture the different food the different way of life you know I've been to some countries where you know the culture shock is real like it, it is so different to the, sort of how we live our lives here in the UK but to me I think that's fantastic I love just understanding it and I feel like 
that's why I think sort of travel is probably one of the best educations you can receive because you actually learn about the world and you know speaking to local people and you know in my experience of speaking to local people they're so excited to tell you about you know where they live and their local food and their local traditions and that's when I've had the best travel experiences so I really understand what you're saying there in terms of the culture just being of utmost importance when you travel and just embracing it and sort of seeing it as a positive thing rather than seeing it as a as a difference Um, well I think you know if you're going to a different country you need to kind of take on their different their different cultures and you need to embrace yourself in those cultures otherwise you might as well just stay at home and not be going to a different country if you're not going to kind of fully immerse yourself in that particular environment yeah 100 percent. that's what traveling is all about isn't it it's about yeah you know recognizing that you know the country you live in is going to be different to the country you're visiting and that's the beauty of the world right that's why we travel um so yeah for sure I'd say you know in answer to that question I'd say culture as well is probably my favorite part of traveling um because it does sort of include all those things doesn't it people food um it includes everything um in terms of if you could pick your favorite country you've ever visited if you could just pick one which I know is a very difficult question and I ask it all the time and people (laughs) say oh every single country um if you could just pick one uh which one would you say I think it's probably Guatemala, which funnily enough was probably it was one of the last places that kind of further afield long haul flights I've been on since the pandemic. I went in November 2019. So I'm glad I managed to kind of squeeze it in before everything happened. And I think for me, it's very much I loved because I've never been to Mexico. It's somewhere that I'd love to go to. I'd love to go to South America. Oh, I'm answering all the questions, I'm sure, for (laughs) later on, but we can come back to those. Um, But um, for me, it was just really embracing that kind of Latin America, Central American feel. The food is amazing because it's all kind of tacos and, you know, that Mexican food. And I absolutely love that at home. And I think for me as well, um, I'm very much a person who loves hot weather over cold weather because, you know, I think for me, it's just who I am. I I think I I get too stressed in the snow of like falling over and, you know, it's, it's just too much stress. So actually being able to just enjoy hot weather, but also, um, yeah, Guatemala is definitely one of my favorite places. And there's just so much history and culture there with all the, the kind of Mayan ruins. And we only went for two weeks and I went with a friend and um, she lives in Canada and we met there um, and it was just great. We hired a car. She drove around because she was used to that side of the road. I didn't want to risk it. Um, so <laughs> we just drove around and would just stay in different places and locations. And we ended up, um, hiking an active volcano there because they've got so many different volcanoes um obviously didn't tell the parents until I'd done it (laughs) and was off the volcano but it it was brilliant it was just such a great experience because there's so many different climates to explore there as well in terms of environments you know one minute you're in the rainforest and we did a bit of a drive where it was it was as though you were in Mexico with just so many cactuses everywhere um, and it was just rows and rows of cactuses and it was it was mental because it's not something that I've necessarily experienced before so it was great for me to see that and then next minute we're kind of we're in we're in a bit of a volcano or by lakes it was just 
so beautiful. I definitely recommend it if people haven't been. Sounds like it's just got so much diversity to it. That's what you're definitely. describing. Just so much. Di- I love countries that have so much diversity within them. So, yeah. you know, some of the countries I want to go to, um, one of the reasons I want to go to them is because of the diversity. So Canada is on my bucket list. And I just feel like it's got so much diversity. There's so much within one country. Um, yeah. And I feel like even just countries like Japan as well on my bucket list so much diversity and to sort of to see and do within one country um which leads on to my next question very naturally actually which is what is on your bucket list in terms of uh not just countries but also activities as well so i I often ask scuba diving skydiving is that sort of something on your bucket list or have you got some other sort of activities that you'd like to do so i've done skydiving before it was it was a good experience to do but I think it actually, funnily enough, it actually, so I think before it probably helped people confront any fears of Mm -hmm. um, kind of heights and stuff, but it actually did like the reverse to me. I think because I was, so I went skydiving in Australia, it's a bit of a random funny story where, you know, I'd gone on my own, so I was like, okay, brilliant, going to sign myself up for this, and was in the plane, and you kind of have that last minute jitter where you're like, oh, well, it was a lovely flight. Thank you so much. Can we go back down now? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, we were, so I was up first. And so obviously it was kind of tandem. So I was with someone um, and he was kind of, obviously he was the expert with the parachute. Thank goodness I didn't have to focus on all of that. Um, and he was there and he was like, one, two. And he was like, only joking. But when he said only joking, I went to laugh. So it really kind of caught my breath. So then my breathing was all messed up. And the whole time I'm just like freaking out. And I mean, it was fine when after he'd done the parachute and I was just, you know, taking in all the views. But I think it really kind of, I was like, oh, I'm not sure if I'd do it again. Definitely recommend. I think it was just like a bad kind of time, bad timing kind of situation. But I'm glad I did it. I don't know if I'd do scuba diving. Um, I'd love to, but I shouldn't admit it publicly, but I have a bit of a funny fear of like open water. No, me too. Honestly, me too. (laughs) Honestly, I have, I've done snorkeling before. I've done quite a lot of snorkeling and I don't know what it is. I can swim. I'm I'm a comfortable swimmer. I'm I'm okay. I'm not amazing, but I'm I'm okay. Um, But get me in open water and I just panic. I panic and I don't know why, because... Like I said, I can swim. I'm, I'm okay with that. But I just panic. I think it's because yeah. I don't know what's beneath me. I get panicked about things like jellyfish and all yeah, these sorts of too. things that you don't know that's around you. But I'm exactly the same. I, oh, I, just, I just panic. <laughs> and it's really, really annoying because I really want to, to go scuba diving. Um, yeah, me too. But I just don't think I'll be able to. Just because yeah. of that panic that I get whenever I'm sort of in open water. And yeah. I feel like going all the way down, I just, yeah, I don't think I'll be able to do it. Which is frustrating, yeah. but... But, I'm yeah. the same, yeah, because when I went to Australia, I was like, okay, great, I'll do the Great Barrier Reef. And as much as I'd have loved to have done it, I just think I'd be throwing myself in a situation where I just couldn't. Like, even when I was in Guatemala, we went to these natural pools. They were amazing. And, you know, there was those natural fish in them, and it was just beautiful, clear blue waters. And I couldn't even get in them to take a picture. I was like, right, I'll take a picture. I'll go in and take a picture. And I just couldn't. Like my heart was racing so much and it's my poor friend was there for about 30, 30 minutes trying to take this picture of me going in and out of the water trying <laughs> oh, to light yeah. myself up. But I just couldn't. And I think, I don't know if maybe when I was younger, like a little fish like nibbled on my leg or something and I was like, oh, it's put me mm-hmm. off. 
Um, Because it's funny how you have those type of experiences when you're younger and then it kind of blocks something out for you. Um, But yeah, as much as I'd love to do it, I don't think I can. I think for me, it's very much, I'd love to see a lot of the kind of the national treasures of places and being able to um, do a lot of the world heritage sites and being able to, um, you know, take as many of those off. I'd love to do the Great Wall of China, for example, and do, um, you know, Machu Picchu, do loads of those different things. And I think obviously they're quite cliche things to say because obviously a lot of people go to these countries to do them. But I think for me, how amazing it would it be to say that in your lifetime you've gone to all these different places that are voted as heritage sites and national treasures. Um, yeah, and I think I would also love to do zip lining like in the Amazon or something like that. I'd love to do an experience there um, or even going to the rainforest and living a bit of a rural life for a week, maybe just a week. Um, just, see how <laughs> yeah, it goes. just a week. Just, yeah, see how it goes and then <laughs> you can stay longer. Now, that all sounds amazing. You know, it's. I ask this question to everyone on the podcast and I just get so many different answers, which is why I, why I always ask it, because it's so interesting to hear everyone's different sort of bucket lists and countries they'd like to go to and activities they'd like to do. Um, yeah, for me, I mean, I've never never gone skydiving before. Had the opportunity when I was in New Zealand, just didn't feel ready. I just thought, there's no way I'm not going to be able to actually physically go out of this plane. I just don't think I'm going to be able to do it. Wish I had done it now because it was one of the spots to do it. It was a Bay of Islands, yeah. so the top of top of right right at the top of the North Island of um of New Zealand. Um so that's something I regret and I probably would go back and definitely do now. Um yeah, it's funny. I I'm sort of trying to think. There are so many things I would like to do. I mean, for me, a safari in South Africa is mm-hmm. top of the bucket list. Um that would just be and amazing. And there, vineyard tour, of yeah. course, because yeah, South course. Africa wine, yeah. done. South Africa <laughs> has so much that sort of like just appeals to me in terms of as a traveller. Um, so yeah, South Africa, I'd love to go to Canada, like I mentioned, Japan, Iceland as well, fascinates yeah. me. Um, just so different to any country I've ever been to before. Um, and Mexico as well. Absolutely love Mexican food. My favourite cuisine. Love tacos, love fajitas, love it all. Yeah. Um, so I would definitely love to go to Mexico as well. But honestly, I would love to go to sort of any country in the world would be amazing. And I know some people say to me, oh, they want to go to every country in the world. And I think that that is just amazing. I don't think I'll ever be able to do that. Um, I think the level of dedication and, and money you'll have to have to um Definitely. to be able to go to every country in the world. But I admire people that, that have that aspiration because, I mean, how amazing to say you've been, you know, only a very few people have been to every country in the world, which is just incredible. Um, so the next question I, I, I have, I don't know whether you've got another thing you can say to this, but you've sort of answered it. I was going to ask, have you ever had any bad experiences whilst traveling? So I feel like that skydive one might have been one of the ones you've said, but have you got anything else that comes to mind of something that's gone wrong or something that was just a bit out of the blue whilst you've been traveling? Yeah, funnily enough, in Guatemala, my friends and I, so obviously we'd hired this car um, and we were doing a bit of a road trip and the, you know, with, with maps, they take you the quickest routes, which should be the quickest routes, but they don't necessarily take in mind the states of the roads. And I'm sure you can imagine in, and I think we, we do hear these type of stories of all oh, sometimes like the 
roads aren't quite up to yeah. kind of the, the standards that we're used to. And we'd gone, we were doing this, what should have been, I think, only about an hour and a half route. Um, and we were going, so we, we were going down all the roads and we we're like, oh, this is lovely. Oh, the roads are brilliant. And then we literally hit this kind of, what I can only describe as just like an unfinished road. It was just going up into the mountains and it was just, I, I can't even say rocks. It was just ginormous bits of kind of earth really yeah and we started we started going my friend you know she was very very patient with the car and but the thing is it wasn't even like a off-road car I think it was something something like a Toyota just kind of it was quite low to the ground and you know we'd hear all the scrapes of the car yeah. <laughs> okay yeah and what they do is they then have um locals who will shut the roads and they ask for money to go past. Oh, really? And yeah, oh and they'll goodness. be like, "Oh, give, give, give me some money, and I'll let you pass." But I'm actually fixing the road. Um, and my friend, you know, she she's quite good that she speaks Spanish um, quite well. So that was a godsend. I think we wouldn't have been able to do much and been able to have communicated as much if she hadn't. And she was talking to the guy, and he was like well, what about, what about your phone? And we were like, no, no, no phone, no camera. And it was getting quite scary. And yeah, my friend's quite a calm person. But then when she started freaking out a bit and being very uncomfortable, like, you know, she was, then after we'd got gone past this guy, because we'd managed to get through, she was then like, right, we, we need to call the police in case we're taken on these mountains. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, she's saying this and I'm starting to, like, I, at first I was doing a bit of a nervous laugh um, and then it kind of got to the point where I was like, okay, she's freaking out, it's making me freak out, <laughs> but there was oh no signal goodness. and we couldn't, we couldn't call anyone and eventually we managed to get a signal, she called, she called the local, you know, the national police number in Guatemala, but they just said they didn't speak English um, oh, goodness. and just didn't seem to really care. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, we were, we were staying in an Airbnb that night. So we managed to contact the guy that we were staying at just to say, just so you know, we're on this road. Like, if you don't hear from us by tonight, this is where yeah. we are. Yeah. I mean, it turns out we should have just gone a different route, which was probably what would have been half an hour longer. But... By the time we got down this um, broken road, mm-hmm. you know, we'd bumped into a local bus um, and they were like, follow us. But then when we spoke to the Airbnb guy, he was saying, no, don't follow, follow anyone. And I think sometimes I want to give people the benefit of the doubt when yeah. I'm traveling. But also part of me realizes, looking back, that I'm probably quite naive in following people. and being like, Oh, yeah, they're just lovely. They're just trying to help out. Um, and yeah, then by the time we then got out of the road, it, was, it took us probably about two, two and a half hours to do that route. Um, our car had then broken oh and goodness. we'd ended up kind of ripping the oil. Um, so then we were in this kind of really small village having to leave the car and get a tuk-tuk. But I mean, yeah, it was a scary experience at the time, but now I can look back and 
kind of laugh. I, I feel like I, I wish I'd taken some footage of us kind of and the road to be able to show people because yeah. I think no one can really picture it until you actually see kind of the road state that we were on. But obviously at the time, kind of freaking out, but no, but you know, it was one of those things and yeah, it was an experience. It adds to the kind of travel story, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. And I'm sure every traveller has had you know, a moment where they've thought, okay, I'm sure it's going to be all right, but I'm a bit, I'm a bit worried, you know, and it, it, I've had, I've had a few definitely where you think, oh my goodness, like, stay calm, I'm sure it'll be okay. And I feel like it's just normal, isn't it? When you travel, you just, these things can happen and um, it's just, yeah, hoping that things are going to be okay. And it it, it goes down to this thing, isn't it? About relying on people and sort of the kindness of strangers yeah. Um, and I don't know if you watched Race Across the World, the program on BBC. No, I haven't. So Race Across the World, amazing travel program. You definitely definitely check it out. Um, yeah. And um, they they relied so much on the kindness of strangers to help them. Yeah. So they had to get from Mexico City to Ushuaia, in South America, with about fifteen hundred pounds each. So you're going in pairs, and um, because they didn't have much money, they had to rely so much on the kindness of strangers. Um, and I've interviewed a, a couple of the con- contestants since and they've really stressed this that they couldn't have made it without the kindness of strangers so it's that balance isn't it between wanting to trust strangers and hoping that they've got good intentions and they're going to help you but also just being wary that there will be a few that like you said you know when they're asking for your phone or if you've got cameras and stuff and you're thinking yeah. oh goodness okay <laughs> it's just finding that balance isn't it between wanting to trust people but just being I guess aware um, and I guess like, the more the more you travel, the more I guess you understand that, and that's something I've definitely learned is just sort of finding that balance and just sort of being aware and just sort of where you are and sort of who's around you. I guess um, definitely, and I think naturally as humans as well, we do in the back of our minds we'll always have a bit of a worry, yeah, um, kind of point. And some you know we could be with someone who's so kind and they're being so genuine, but also in the back of our minds we're thinking no something's not right why are they being so nice to us yeah. because i think sometimes like we are so used to people just especially you know in england it's quite fast paced everyone's kind of in their own little bubbles they're all kind of on you know if you were visiting london people are going from one place to the other because yeah. they've got set agendas and mm-hmm. sometimes you wouldn't necessarily have people going out of their way to say oh no it's it's this way or mm-hmm. people try to brush it off because people yeah. are so kind of set in their ways and kind of sorting everything for themselves and yeah so then when you go to these places where you're thinking oh well you know this it's a local family and they're offering to drive me in their own personal car they're not expecting anything in return like is yeah like, Really? What? Yeah. It sounds it sounds too good to be true, isn't it? It does sound too good to be true. Definitely. But what I And it's it's awful that we we have that kind of doubt, yeah. I think. But yeah. also, yeah, I think we do have to keep our kind of guards with us. And I think especially yeah. travelling as as women, like if you're yeah. on your own or if you're in pairs, sometimes that can be quite nerve wracking and you know, even we, we get that even in England, sometimes you have someone drive past in a van and you're like, oh gosh, they were looking at me a bit funny. And yeah. I think especially when you travel to countries where it's quite, as part of their culture, it's quite, it's expected that actually the men are, tend to be more in charge and mm-hmm. the women don't necessarily have as, has, as many rights um, and as much of a say. It is quite, 
you know, we do have to just bear in mind different cultures when we go to visit these different countries. A hundred percent. And have you done any solo traveling before? You mentioned obviously as like, you know, as, as young females, you do, you know, I, when I went traveling on my gap year, like I, you know, recognized that I'm a young, young female traveler. I need to be careful. I need to sort of just mm. be aware. That's all it is. Just be aware and just sort of, um, you know, those sorts of things. But have you, have you done solo traveling before? And if so, what was it like? I wouldn't necessarily say I've done specific solo traveling. I've done a lot of, um, kind of g-adventure tours where i've joined you've done g-adventures i've done those as well i've I've done done it where i've um you know i love them because you have that kind of feel of doing a bit of solo travel because you know you might be going on a flight on your own and then you're like oh who am i going to meet and you just travel around with people and i really like that aspect where you kind of have a bit of both because also on those tours you don't necessarily necessarily have to go along with every single agenda and everything that they offer there is that free time so if you want to explore on your own you can and I um I also when I went on a gap year I went to Australia and I'm I'm lucky that I've got a family member out there so I stayed with him but there were days where I'd go and travel and I I went up the Gold Coast and I went to visit a friend but there was one night where I stayed in a hostel on my own and I, I just didn't like it. I was, I'm quite a sociable person. So I think I love to have people with me all the time. And especially when you're going on these G-Adventure tours, you're able to make friends with people and all hang out. And it is that sense of kind of a, a friendship on the road. And for me, I love that. I think I, I just couldn't necessarily be that person who is kind of out at, in a hostel and mm-hmm. just you know, going out and walking, because I like that company. I, I, yeah, otherwise I'd be singing to myself or just talking <laughs> to myself. And I completely respect people who do it. It's amazing. But I think for me, I'm I'm just someone who's such a sociable person. And I think also it calms me mentally. And mm-hmm. because I suffer anxiety, I think for me, being able to have other people there, I can have people to kind of share my worries with and not have to just get in my own head and kind of overthink everything all the time <laughs> oh that's fantastic I didn't realize you've done G-Adventures tours I've done yes, four brilliant. tours now four tours with them yeah. and I do not have a bad word to say about G-Adventures I think the company itself is fantastic I've enjoyed every single tour I've done um my first one was an India tour so it was like northern India so mainly Rajasthan so that was two weeks and then I did um, one in South America, which was Rio de Janeiro to Buenos Aires. And then I did New Zealand. So I did a three-week tour in New Zealand, which was the North and South Islands. Uh, and then I finished up in Southeast Asia. So I did Bangkok to Singapore. Um, so yeah, I've done four tours of them now. And honestly, fantastic. I, yeah. you know, met friends for life. Friends I'm still in contact with, even though I was, you know, out there two years ago. It was two years ago, I think. Where was I now? I think I was in, in Thailand this time two years ago. And I've still remained friends with so many people I met on those group tours and I understand what you're saying about you sort of have that solo element as well because you can go off and do do your own thing on certain days and everything but also 
for me it's just stress-free travel like do adventures just they arrange everything for you all the transport or the accommodation and really all that's left is just for you to just go and enjoy it and just enjoy yourself and you know you've got your tour leader with you at all times and they know the local area and they could take you to the best restaurants and the sort of the hidden gems and um yeah that's fantastic I didn't realize you you'd you'd done adventures which which tours have you have you done before so I did a Southeast Asia one. So I did, um, I think it's called the shoestring one, where you yeah. go to Thailand, Vietnam, Laos and Cambodia. Yeah. And um, so that was brilliant. Um, I did India and Nepal as well. Um, and yeah, I honestly, I think they're so great because, yeah, they, they embrace all the local homestays as well. Yeah. And I think as well, you know, sometimes traveling can get really pricey and I really like that, not that I'm trying to sell them too much to everyone, but it's nice that you just have to put a deposit and then you can gradually pay stuff off yeah. um, up until a certain point. So I think it's a really nice way for people to be able to take on those type of experiences because I think otherwise it does all add up and it can be quite pricey. So like you said as well, they take you they sort out the agenda, they take you to the hidden gems, but they also take you to all the hot spots that you'd be visiting anyway. And yeah. the fact that I think as well, um, when we went to India, making sure that we got to the Taj Mahal really early, you know, at the time you're, you're thinking, brilliant, they're getting us up at 3am. Yeah. This is horrendous. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to go. Everyone go without me, take some photographs and share them with me. But then after you're there and you realise that actually you're one of the first people into the building on that day, it's incredible because these places get so busy and they know all those kind of secrets and tips yeah. to go early. And I think as well, if you were solo traveling, it, it would take a lot of kind of willpower to be able to get yourself up early to go and visit these places at those particular early doors. Um, so yeah, I absolutely love Chi Adventures and I, I just love what they stand for, the fact that they give so much back to local communities as well um yeah I absolutely love them and I'm for sure probably after this going to be looking at all the all the tours <laughs> yeah honestly I mean I have I can't even think about the amount of times I've gone on G Adventures website and just looked for all, all the different tours because they yeah. literally do tours all over the world and I, I can't yeah. think of a country to mine that they don't do um and obviously they've got the different tours they've got the 18 to 30 somethings which is um you know the ones I've been on which were amazing and they've got the classic tours as well um so they're just it's just fantastic and like you said the message behind their company is all about sustainability and giving back to local communities and as travelers nowadays you know I think about myself I'm trying to think about how I can be more sort of sustainable when I travel Mm -hmm. and sort of more you know environmentally friendly and everything so G Adventures sort of fits that perfectly um so yeah it's fantastic absolutely fantastic um so we'll move on a little bit to talk about your podcast now um so could you sort of explain to us what the message is behind your podcast yeah so I guess for me it's just really embracing different travel stories I love the sense of community that comes with travel being able to meet new people and I think for me I wanted to create a space where we could share travel experiences and people could also you know learn different tips and secrets about travels that people have been on and for me I was very keen to get different guests on um that kind of have different different experiences they have different careers where 
it's kind of bringing everything back to travel and everyone that comes on it loves traveling and we also just talk about the benefits of mental health and for me I'm very much someone who we've briefly touched on it about kind of mental health and the benefits of traveling for me but I think also it is that kind of cliche thing of vitamin d is so much so great for everyone and you know we all need it and we all need that break away from kind of the busyness of our lives and it's a nice opportunity for me on the podcast to be able to talk to people about you know stepping back into that kind of stepping into that travel world it's a it's a different kind of world really to be able to just get out of our everyday lives and just embrace it and yeah just immerse ourselves really fantastic and um I think you've started fairly recently is that correct you say you started during the pandemic so obviously it's quite a new thing which is fantastic and you know I started my podcast during the pandemic as well and I would highly recommend anyone starting up a podcast it is honestly one of the most rewarding things having you know conversations about a topic that I mean we're both so passionate about you know travel and also mental health as well so what would you say are your aspirations for the future of the travel-minded podcast? I think for me I'm very keen to kind of expand the brand in terms of kind of looking at ways that we can partner up with people I think it goes to this whole sense of community and yeah for me I'd, I, I think things nowadays can become so competitive and I think well actually for me I'd love to partner with different sustainability travel companies to be able to say well actually this is what they do and vice versa and for me I think it's just about building those long-term relationships yeah I think it's yeah just really for me it's something which is a real hobby and it's something where I can kind of do it as part on the side as part of a side job obviously ideally eventually it'd be great to be able to just really take it further and beyond and you know really delve into that kind of travel career I think for me um I'm not one where I necessarily want to become like an estate agent of a kind but for me I'd love to just be able to really once the pandemic's over be able to go and visit people and when I'm on my travels talk to different people on my podcast and also just yeah have that real sense of community I think it's a lot like the work that you do and making sure that it is just bringing everyone together. And I think that's what's so great. It isn't about that competition. It's just about working together and just building those friendships and relationships. Yeah, I mean, for me, the biggest part and most enjoyable part of One Globe 360 is the community. You know, yeah. meeting so many people that I just would never have had an opportunity to meet, you know, and a lot, you know, as as a result of the pandemic has been online and, you know, I haven't met all these people in person, but it doesn't really matter because we all sort of share that common, you know, love of travel or love of podcasts, you know, whatever it may be. And I've just met so many incredible people, like I said, who sort of are doing similar things. And to me, that community element of it is just the most rewarding you know you can be having a bad day but you could put a post up and someone could write a lovely comment someone who's been following you for a bit and has been really supportive and to me that just means so much so for me yeah that community side of it is just the most important um and it sounds like it is for you as well which is fantastic and I'm all for like like you said it's not a not a competition not a competitive thing like I love people that sort of want to start you know I love the fact they want to start a podcast I love the fact they want to start their new sort of 
brand or a project they've always wanted to do but they've not had the time to and they want to start it now I think encouraging people to sort of go for what they've sort of want to achieve and sort of follow their passions is so important um so I love sort of seeing people you know starting new podcasts and stuff like it's amazing and being able to support one another is is fantastic um it really is fantastic and in terms of obviously you mentioned mental health within your podcast is really really important just how important do you believe having open and honest conversations are you know with mental health to sort of helping people sort of feel more comfortable with talking about their own mental health I think it's one of those subjects which has really come to light in the last couple of years and I think it's a real blessing for people to be able to talk about things and I think for me I mentioned earlier that definitely during the pandemic and the lockdown it was a chance for me to really kind of deal with deal with my kind of own personal journey and really sit myself down and I think as well for me I really like that on Instagram you could be talking to a complete group of strangers and people don't know you but that they're there for you that they'll listen to you and you know there's that people will choose to follow you and people choose to reply it's all kind of all courtesy and people are given that option and I think it's nice to have that opportunity to be quite open obviously we all have friends or family that we could rely on but sometimes I think when you're talking about mental health you you feel you feel quite guilty that you're talking about your low moments again if they might be having a low moment or you feel that oh am I going on about it again and that and there that's my anxiety where I'm just overthinking everything and I think for me I can have that honest conversation with people that I don't even know kind of personally but in and in person I haven't met them in person but we're there for each other and vice versa and for me I think it's so great to be able to be in that position to talk about our feelings and I think I mean I've I've seen so many of these um BBC documentaries over the past couple of weeks of um there was the Ronan Kemp one and then there was the Caroline Flack one I made the error of watching both of them in one night and I was literally sobbing into a brownie but it was it was just so powerful and I think it kind of a lot of these documentaries do show the negative sides of social media um and obviously there are quite a lot of social media kind of negativities attached but also there's so many positives and for us we're I mean I'm I'm, I know we're quite lucky that we have those that really positive kind of community I think like you said it's everyone sharing their same hobbies and being able to you know support each other and yeah it's that really important kind of open conversation because people are choosing to interact with each other it's not kind of that feeling obliged to have to so yeah I think for for us being able to talk about mental health especially on social media is so important um I'm just rattling on now no it's all no it's all so important I agree with everything you've just said you know social media has its its positives and negatives and you know it's so so sad but like you mentioned in the documentaries I feel like I watched some of the Roman Kemp one I didn't watch the Caroline Flack one but I sort of mm. saw people's comments about it on on social media and it's just so clear that there is a lot to do to sort out the negatives of social mm-hmm. media and all the, the troll you know the trolling and and these awful awful comments that people just 
you know because they feel like they're behind a screen so it's got no consequences well it does it does have consequences and these documentaries have highlighted that so there's a lot more to be done with social media um i'm all for social media i think it's a massively massively positive platform however i'm very aware of the negative side of it and i'm Mm -hmm. really really fortunate that i haven't had that negative side of it with what i've been doing with one globe 360 um but if there's anything i can do it's just to just promote positivity promote kindness you know we're all going through you know a tough time it's been a very challenging year or a year and a couple of months now however long since we've been in this sort of everlasting lockdown um during the pandemic but it's just um yeah promoting that positivity creating a space for people to sort of feel like they can be open and honest with their mental health because that's the most important thing isn't it feeling like you know you're not alone you can talk to people yeah. and um hopefully if anyone's listening to you know to this podcast or your podcast they, they feel that they can um they can be open and honest and um it's just sort of giving people that platform isn't it to sort of feel comfortable um talking about mental health and it's something that I've only really recently found more comfortable being able to talk about my own mental health and that's mm. because I've been able to speak to other people who've been through their own journeys with mental health and it makes me think oh okay they're, they're saying that they're talking about that I'm going to talk about my you know my situation or, or this you know and that is is so important and if I can inspire someone else to do that then amazing you know what a, a positive difference that we have within our platforms to be able to to do this um so yeah so important so important to have open honest conversations and I think it's fantastic that your podcast is travel and mental health two topics you know that I'm incredibly passionate about so I wish you all the best with with your podcast and everything just one last one last thing where can the listeners find you on on social media and how can they listen to your podcast as well Yes, so it's available on all podcast streaming services. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon, all of that jazz. Um, And they can find me on at Travel Minded, the podcast on Instagram. So um, yeah, feel free to follow, reach out. We'd love to kind of talk and yeah, it's been great talking to you. So thank you so much for having me on. No, amazing. Honestly, I wish you the best of luck with everything. Keep in contact. And I'd love love to sort of love to see where your podcast goes. Like I said, supporting one another with um, with podcasts or whatever it may be is so important. So, yeah, just a massive thank you. The podcast will be up uh, Fridays, 6 p.m. Same on all podcast platforms. Um, But, yeah, just a massive thank you. Thank you. Hopefully we can meet in person at some point. That would be great.